welcome friends, family, and my janitor friends. Welcome to the Constant Companion Podcast. I'm Dallas, and Connor's here as well. Hello. How are you? Things have been going pretty good thus far. Um, I had a weird week, I gotta say. It was full of ups and downs. Um, before you before you tell me about your week, I just want to know, did you get the job? The job, the job. Which uh, job? Didn't you apply for a job at like Macy's or something? Oh, I applied all over. I applied. I applied to GameStop this week. Did you mm-hmm. get any job? Offers? I got a call from Target. Or no, I take it back. I called Target and I was like, my parents were like, speak to the manager. She knows us by name. We used to work there, both my mom and dad and my sisters. It's a family business pretty much. We all worked at Target. And then I called in. I was like, hey, do you know who I am? My name is Connor Orr. My parents worked. Do you know Dean Orr? He worked there like three years ago. And they were like, "Um, you're just going to have to talk to HR. You can't talk to the manager. Um, That's above my pay grade. And I was just like, Okay, so I talked to management, and they were just like, yeah, you'll probably get hired. Uh, we have your like reg- your thing in the system. We're just waiting for seasonal hours to even out. But then GameStop let me apply, too. So that was good. Oh, my gosh. I think you'd be so good at GameStop. Dude, I would know all the games. I feel like, though, every time I go into a GameStop, it always smells really bad. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, I agree. I'll try to fix that when I become president Please. of GameStop. Yeah, put some air fresheners in there because I know I know a lot of the gamers just play games all day, don't shower anything. But Doritos and, and Mountain Dew. And pizza and marijuana, all those <laughs> together. Um, they, they amount to that smell. You know, right, what's, keep going. What's funny about that application, though, was when I was filling it out, it asked me this question. It was like, what is your knowledge of game systems and software? And I was like, do they really expect me to like list like my extensive deep knowledge of like every video game I've ever owned? Like it was <laughs> such a broad question and there was no character limit, so I just went all out. I was just like, yeah, this is everything that I've owned back to like the 16-bit era. But whatever. Oh my gosh. What's what's the oldest game you've ever had? You know, I actually don't have very many like super old games. I don't uh-huh. own any NES games. I never had an NES or an SNES okay. for that matter. The oldest game I probably have is maybe Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on the Sega Genesis from 91. Oh no, God. I take that back. Shinobi the Ninja Master, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, which is from 1989 or 7, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. So before you were born. Definitely, yeah, before I, I was born. I'm, I think my favorite oldest game I've ever played is Battletoads. Have you ever played Dude, Battletoads? Dude, I've always wanted to play Battletoads. I never have, though. Oh, we used to go to the movies just to play Battletoad there. It was amazing. You had the – so you play the arcade version. Oh yeah, we were we were big time arcade fans. I've I love the arcade, dude. Oh yeah, like I, I I haven't been to the Nickel Arcade here yet in Provo, but I need to go. Speaking of any, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Just go. I was just saying. Speaking of movie theaters, I just saw. Have you seen the trailers for that movie Split? Oh yeah. Did you see the movie? I have not seen the movie yet. I've heard very good things okay, about it. Okay, question. Let me just ask you this. Go. 
Are have you seen most of M Night Shyamalan's movies? Oh yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Which are which are your favorites? Um. Okay. So. Oh gosh, Signs is is really good for me. Village was probably the Village was probably my least favorite one. Uh huh. Of his. Um. But Signs though, I'm always terrified of mm-hmm. because there was one time in Walmart um, where they're playing Signs on those TVs. And I'm just watching it, thinking it's a cool, like, home video or something. You know, the scene where the alien walked out of the bushes? Yes, dude. That scene gets me every time. I'll talk about it in it, a second. It does. And and I'm watching the screen. I'm thinking it's a cool home video. Oh, someone's just having fun with their family. And all of a sudden, this alien walks out. I'm, like, 12 years old. He walks out. I screw my too. head off. Me too. Me too. For you years. too? Yes, that specific scene. When the alien walks out, and it's the Mexican kids, and they're looking out the window, and they're like, underlay, underlay. When the yes. alien comes out, and it looks like a re-dead from The Legend of Zelda in that shot to me. And those things freaked me out. So it was like, mm-hmm. it looked like a real-life one. Dude, that scene still like gives me chills. Oh yeah, I can't. I have to walk out of the room when I watch that movie because I cannot watch it. I cannot watch that scene. Dude, and, that's hilarious. And when, I, when I screamed, people were thinking I was getting kidnapped or something. There was like twenty people that came rushing at me, like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I'm like, "What the freak did I just watch?" Oh my gosh. Okay, but my favorite one is probably Signs. Signs is really good. Signs, signs is good. The thing is, the reason I ask you that, um, I w- uh, if you have seen, uh, or, or sorry, if you're a fan of M Night Shyamalan's old movies, like his first couple ones that were really like well done, mm-hmm. up until like The Village or a little past The Village, depending on what your opinion is. Anyhow, um, it's kind of a throwback to those movies. It's a very low budget movie. He does it in the same way. And the twist at the end of the movie, if if you understand the twist, some people, when I went to the movie theater, um, I could not believe the twist. I, I've never been that excited about an ending of a movie in my life because it was so, not necessarily because of what it was in the end, but because it was so unexpected. And most of M. Night Shyamalan's, like, really good twists, um, I never saw in theaters because I was really young. And so my parents weren't taking me to go see Signs or The Sixth Sense in the movie theater. I saw them on DVD. But, like, that was the one moment I've ever had in a movie theater where I was audibly saying out loud, No way! No way! No way! I was so excited at the end of that movie. I thought it was so cool. It's one of those... It's a movie where... The ending, the twist ending, it doesn't necessarily detract from the movie itself, but it it makes the rest of the movie make complete sense if you understand the twist. Really? Yeah. So do I have to watch it, another it changes movie the complete... before watching this? Um, no. Because Not I necessarily. heard... I... A spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. I heard... Um... It relates to the movie, his early movie, Unbreakable. So you, so you've had the spoil. So you've had the spoil. You've had it spoiled. Well, I, I don't, I haven't necessarily had it spoiled. I just kind of know. Yes. I've never seen Unbreakable though. Okay. So then it won't be anything for you. You, I wouldn't say you have to, but if you want to appreciate the ending, yes. Okay. 
The but you thing, said it helps make sense for the movie, though. It it if you understand the universe of Unbreakable, then yes, it explains a lot. Okay. I'm glad you that, gave a spoiler alert. I I had to say that before. When okay. I saw it, I I hadn't read anything about the movie, so I had no idea. And Unbreakable is my favorite M Night Shyamalan movie. And he he needed to redeem himself though from he did the horror, the horror film The Visit. Have you seen that movie? I saw The Visit. I had I didn't think it was his worst movie, but I definitely didn't think it was his best movie. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I think I didn't was, think it was great. No, <laughs> you know what's funny is my parents made me watch that when I got home from my mission. Uh huh. Um, and. It it scarred me because of just the the many poop scenes in it and oh my gosh I know that scene was like <laughs> what and just the, the stupidity of the whole movie it's just ugh. I loved the big showdown between the old man and the kid at the end and it's literally <laughs> the man with a diaper in his hand and he just shoves it in the kid's face you're like wait this is the big scary scene is him shoving a diaper a used <laughs> diaper in the kid's face yep. Yeah, but oh, I think God. back but to it, it's had, even it, dumber than when I first thought of it. Yeah, you're right. That is a dumb movie. It is pretty dumb. My parents just made me watch it just because of how stupid it was. But it was it was the suspenseful, though. It was. Then, like, it was. But then when the suspense happened, it was stupid because of I the, will say the... it did have a bit of a sense of humor about itself, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is always it, nice. A little bit of levity good. goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's for sure. But this does not have any scenes like this movie is much darker, and the performances I think are they're all the actors in it are pretty good for the most mm-hmm. part. I, so is it suspenseful or is it just like just it's, a dark? It's movie? definitely a th- yeah, it's a thriller. Uh-huh. I would say um, okay. it has a bit of mystery to it. Yeah, it's pretty good overall. I'd say it's definitely his best movie since Signs. In, really? my, okay. in my opinion. I believe it, yeah. But that aside, M. Night Shyamalan, I've always kind of given a break because I still think he is a good director even though he's had some flops. But he's like my guilty pleasure like director where I like mm-hmm. like I like The Village, but I know a lot of people don't like The Village. And even I know how critically hated and uh, how much audiences hated Avatar The Last Airbender. I never mm-hmm. watched the series, so I saw the movie and I didn't really feel anything about it. Like, I didn't hate it like most people do. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, that was kind of a fun movie. That's all I thought about it. But everybody, like, came down on me anytime I, like, talk about that. So I just have stopped talking about it. So he's one of my guilty pleasure directors, which brings us to our topic for this week. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have anything you want to talk about this week that happened? Nope, not anymore. Okay. I'm sorry. I always <laughs> I feel like I always do this to you. You do. It's all right though. I forgive you. But but I'm... our 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 topic is guilty pleasures. Mhm. Um, it is. We Very de- much so. We debated about this for a little bit. Dallas's mom wanted us to do something that wasn't quite as dark. Right? Something like that. Yeah. She's like, you guys have been doing so dark or just depressing topics. Let's get <laughs> get something happy, okay? You know, I wouldn't necessarily say guilty pleasures are happy, but I don't think they're necessarily dark either. They're still pleasures. They, they make us happy they for do. a short time. Um, so what we're going to do, we have a few things that kind of relate. We're going to start out talking about our personal guilty pleasures. 
And I was just talking to Dallas a few minutes ago, and he informed me that he had recently downloaded the very popular app, Tinder. <laughs> I've had it before, but I guess people are still doing it. It's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Oh, you know what? I don't know how strong it's going because I recently did the same thing because I was mm-hmm. kind of desperate and I was curious. Anyhow, I went through it. It's I'm yeah. here local. I don't have anybody LDS really, so it's pretty trashy. Although I had a really funny thing happen to me, and I'm not going to specify any names. But I was on, and one I came across a picture of somebody that I knew. Uh-huh. And I saw the picture, and then I saw the name and stuff, and I was like, wait a second, that's so-and-so. And it was kind of risque, and I was just like, they would die if their parents saw this. Oh, gosh. It was one, I mean, I wouldn't say it was, like, incredibly, like, it wasn't super revealing or anything. It was just, mm-hmm. like, enough that you knew what they were trying to evoke, and you're just like, oh. Say, get your act together, girl. I know. I wanted to. And then the funny thing was I ended up telling my friend Wes about it, and now he's obsessed with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wes from last week. I should not right. have said that on the podcast. Oh, no. But that's okay. Wes okay, won't mind. It, yeah, the the person is completely anonymous. It's fine. No skin off um, my back. And I, I don't think they listen to this podcast whatsoever. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So besides Tinder, though, there's also an LDS app. Have you have you heard of this, the LDS dating app? No, oh, I didn't M- know they Mutual. had one. It's called Mutual. Oh, gall. I got to look at and this now. It's like exclusively LDS people. Um, Is it a site or an app? It's an app. It's like Tinder, but for LDS. Mm, smart idea. And then there's also one called Bumble. Have you ever heard of Bumble? That sounds like what a bunch of drunks would use to like. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 one where, you know how like guys are supposed to like make the first contact with girls like on these apps and stuff. Uh-huh. But this one has the the women making the contact first. Ooh, I was going to say, um, to to move on, I guess, with my next one. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite things to do is use the... I don't know if this would be necessarily a guilty pleasure, but I don't know if anybody derives the amount of pleasure I do from this. Using the bathroom, just like pooping or peeing. Well, this got really gross. What What is so pleasurable about that? Something about... Okay, this is really weird. <laughs> Maybe we should yeah, skip to your um, next to, one. I want to hear no, 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 about no, no, this. No, 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 no. I want to focus on this because, like I said, it's a guilty pleasure. One of my favorite secret things to do is when you're using the bathroom, you turn on your favorite song, and then you kind of unleash the beast. You know what I mean? You start rocking out, and then it just kind of slides out. Do you ever do that? No, no. I, I'm kind of grossed out right now. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I usually listen to podcasts on the toilet, actually. Oh, that's worse. Well, well it's a guilty pleasure, so okay, I guess I'm that's proud the reason I'm guilty. Yeah, it's guilty pleasures are weird at times, and 
But they are are your your personal guilty pleasure. But yeah. so you're telling me you don't get any pleasure from using the bathroom, like when you're pooping. No. You don't like, kind of like bask in that moment. No, like it's a good time not to like have to deal with people. You can just kind of. I usually sit on the zone. toilet a lot longer than I should. Oh my gosh! Are you like watching YouTube videos or something or what? Sometimes. Oh my god! It depends. Or sometimes I'm listening to a podcast for hours, and your 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 roommates in the well, back it's not hours. Having to go poop really bad. I if it was at when it was with my roommates, it would have been when they were gone from the apartment. Oh, I gotcha. Because I also have this weird thing where I have like I'm pee shy, so like if somebody's waiting or like. I have to be in and out. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to just take your time, release the tension, put on your favorite podcast or whoever you like to listen to, your favorite personality or your music, and you just let it go. Just like Frozen. Oh, my god. You could gosh. listen to that you song, did, did you too. Just compare you could listen your to that on the to toilet if you wanted to. Oh I did. My goodness, you nasty. Well, what about can you? I, you gotta have. Something can I share else. one with me? Can I share one with you? Yeah. One of my all-time major guilty pleasures is tacos. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love tacos. Whenever I'm stressed, I make tacos. Whenever I don't want to make tacos and I'm stressed, I go to Taco Bell. Whenever I have a big assignment, I make tacos. Okay. Tacos are what gets me through life. You know, a lot of people use the toilet as getting them through life, like you. Mm-hmm. But tacos, oh, gosh. They're just amazing. That's all I got to say. Second, have you seen the show Parks and Rec? Yeah. Well, absolutely. a few times. Do you know about Treat Yourself Day? I've heard the joke, I think. Oh, my gosh. Are you even my friend? I don't. I liked The Office, but I never got into Parks and Rec. My sisters watch it though. Okay. Well, she's more culturally aware than you are. That's all right. But <laughs> okay. So what Treat Yourself Day is? It's one day a month where you can go and treat yourself to something you wouldn't normally do. For girls, it may be pedicures. For guys, it may be going to work out. Cause That's, I don't really that would suck to treat yourself that way. Maybe they like it. Maybe I would. Well, think yeah, I guess I see to... what you're saying. Some guys get pleasure out of it. Kind of like I like. I guess I think it's weird, but at the same time, I get pleasure out of pooping. Yeah, for me, I'd probably go to like Bed Bath and Beyond and get some like really nice hand soap or hand sanitizer for the car or something. Ooh, I think, yeah. I think that's fancy. like a big one. And then also, I like to just go to Barnes and Noble. Um, and just sit down and read a book. Oh, Not pay okay. for the book, just read it. Yeah, I gotcha. My sister does that a lot. Well, it sounds like me and your sister would actually be friends because she actually knows what Parks and Rec is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just bagging on you. No, 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 no. What, I, I want to share at least one more of mine. Um, YouTube drama... It all happened, like, the back in spring of 2016, I guess, is when I was open to the world of, like, the drama channels on YouTube. 
There is, I don't know if you've ever heard of Killer Keemstar before. He is a YouTube personality that kind of sprung up while I was on the mission. And he has an entire channel just called Drama Alert. And he literally just finds stories through Twitter and he must have some team or something. And they're kind of like the TMZ of YouTube. That's pretty much exactly what they are. And it seems trashy when you're watching it on daytime TV. And it's much trashier on YouTube because there are no censors and there is no real... Not that TMZ has any real kind of legitimacy to it, but there's nobody to check the facts. It's all speculation. It's all Twitter wars. It's all just these scumbags getting back at one another. But it's hilarious, and I've been watching it faithfully ever since, um, I guess, back in spring. And I ended up, there was a podcast they did with a few of the guys. They're always, like, stealing money from each other, and they're ripping on each other, and they're going behind their backs. They're making exposed videos. They're calling each other pedophiles. They're coming up. They're, like, leaking their personal information. It's all sorts of stuff, and it's just hilarious to follow. And uh, I don't talk to anybody about it. It's just my thing that I do in my, like, today I was watching a few videos just because I was curious what they were up to. Hadn't checked in on them in a while. But I guess I'm a cockroach, too, because I just absorb all of it and don't do anything about it. (laughs) Although, I will say this. I have not subscribed to them because they are trashy people, so I have not given them my subscription. Okay. While you were talking, I was participating in one of my other guilty pleasures, which is just watching random Facebook and YouTube videos like you. Um, And you served on the reservation, right? I did not. You did not. Okay, never mind. But if you served on the reservation, you know about res dogs. Have you heard about res dogs? I have. I've heard the stories. Okay. okay. Well, basically, they're just wild dogs. That they're really nice most of the time, but sometimes they can pack up on you and and attack you. I was watching this video on Facebook. I'll share it with you. Okay. But it's just of this drunk Indian being attacked by all these dogs, and it's just like flipping around like trying to do ninja kicks but he's <laughs> it's just funny to watch we'll post it what a good guy yeah so that's another one of mine is just watching random videos <laughs> dude you're watching so, it right now aren't you i am and we got like this this like intense music background from like the titanic or like lord of the rings or something it's pretty good it's pretty good um yeah you'll have to send that to me um okay but yeah, it's a YouTube drama is probably my biggest one where I just feel like in any other circumstance, I would never watch it. But for some reason, because it's on YouTube and it's in the recommended section all the time, I'm just like, well, may as well. And it's always clickbait videos and stuff. People that I would never watch for their actual content just for their controversies. So it's like all the pains of like like daytime TV, like Dr. Phil and stuff without any of the referees in between mm-hmm. to like keep them at bay. They just go all out. That's awesome. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Um, but speaking of which, you actually had a conversation recently. You were talking about tacos were one of your guilty pleasures, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sir. Why don't you, why don't you tell me about the new thing that we did just yesterday? All right, so yesterday, um, we were supposed to record the episode, but Connor was busy doing traffic things or something. He's I like was stuck in traffic, traffic Okay, he's stuck in traffic. So what we did 
we're planning on having Scott Warren is his name on. And he is the number one greatest fan of Taco Bell you will ever meet, hear, or see. Okay? And we're so looking we did, to get him a sponsorship. Oh, we are. 100%. And he even throws a little pitch in for uh, a new product. And you'll hear about it in the interview. But what we did, what I did was I interviewed him. We just talked for about 15 minutes. Um, and so we'll include that now. But it. It was pretty good. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. I'm Dallas. Uh, Connor's not here right now. He is stuck in traffic, so he wasn't able to make this recording um, or this interview. But we will go on without him anyway. Today, I have one of my good friends, Scott Warren, here today. Scott is... One of the funniest, energetic, and happiest people on this earth. He is just, he just has the most amazing personality ever. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, yeah, sure, Dallas, thanks. Yeah. So, um, like you said, my name's Scott. Um, I'm addicted to Taco Bell. It's an obsession. It's a real addiction. <laughs> when we talk about it's really friends. Uh, I don't know. This me and him go way back about two years ago when I entered uh, the Arizona Scottsdale Mission. Me and him hit it off real well, and well, we fed each other's addictions to Taco Bell. So that was a that was a real good move. Thank you, President <laughs> Sweeney. Shout out for him. <laughs> I just want to say that Scott paid for my Taco Bell every time we went, and we went probably like every other day. So I am thankful for you, know you what? Scott. <laughs> I'm grateful. You, you're don't forget. You're the one that said every time I forget the phone at the apartment, I had to buy you a bean burrito. So I used to forget the phone at the apartment on purpose, just so we would. Yeah, just and I so just we figured could, that out. <laughs> I think that, that's I'm not hilarious. that forget. I I, I should have figured it out when we when we were together because. You forgot it so often. I thought I thought you were just a forgetful person, but I, I, no, I, I am Dallas, but I'm not that forgetful. <laughs> oh, I just have the obsession. <laughs> I get, I, you, you know get, that that. Go do you ahead. get headaches if you don't have Taco uh, Bell? Withdrawals, just like with any other addiction, I do have some bad withdrawals. Let's let's. Let's talk about those. If you don't have right. if you don't have your Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you you're gonna uh, go in a state of I, shock. It's it's bad. Like you, it's almost it's bad. I'm in the corner in the fetal position, crying, <laughs> shake, sweating. Yeah, it's bad. It's just almost a. You want to talk about how meth messes up with with, with your brain? Not having Taco Bell messes with your body, all right? <laughs> all right? It's it's a real thing. I'm telling you. It started back sophomore year, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, I just I had to hit it a few times, you know? Just enough to relieve the stress. And, uh, well, once you hit a few times, it's one of those things where it, it controls your life. You know, before you knew it, I was working there. I was working at the Bell, all right? And I love the Bell. And working there is, is the source of my addiction. I literally have Taco Bell. For the three years of high school I worked there, I had it every day in my life, at least twice. 
at least twice. <laughs> now, there's how many days in a year? 365 days. All right, we multiply that by two uh, by three, which is a, some enormous, enormous number. Times that by two because I had it twice a day. You're you're looking at a lot of Taco Bell, my friend. Jeez. A lot of Taco Bell. So it's, how how much have you spent on Taco Bell? Do you think? Well, when I first worked there, Dallas, I I literally was quite handing them back my check. I was just like, here, here's my check back because I'm going to spend it here anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't even pay me, okay? No, you... Just give me Taco Bell every time I come, and that will be good yeah. enough. It's like the old Trident commercials, you know, pay me in gum. Pay me in Taco Bell. <laughs> just pay me in Taco Bell. Every job I do, just pay me in Taco Bell. So, so what do you love most about Taco Bell? Oh, man. What do I love most? That's, that's a hard question. I love it all. But, you know, one of my favorite things is the fact that we always have a new promotional item. And most recently, we had our double stack tacos, our cool habanero, our, our double stack nacho crunch, and our sweet and spicy. Um, and unfortunately, those are leaving us uh, because actually tomorrow... Tomorrow, we have our new item coming in. And this is what I love about Taco Bell. As always, we have something new, something fantastic, something that takes our taste buds on a, a ride. It's like a roller coaster. Tomorrow, we're unleashing the Naked Chicken Chalupa. My friends, this is some real business we're talking here. Not only does it have the word naked in it, but there's chicken involved. Oh my gosh. And we're not talking about a defeathered chicken. No, no, we're talking about a chalupa where the shell is actually the chicken, my friends. Alright, so you got your avocado ranch, you got your your shredded cheese, you got your lettuce, you got your tomato in there. I mean it's it's looking good. I tasted it, we had a meeting about it. It's fantastic, my friends. How do they make the shell out of chicken? You know that's that's corporate that's corporate secrets, my friend. I can't <laughs> restaurants like uh, like like for here Roscoe's Tacos is our is our number one taco competitor. Uh, we can't let our our competition know our secrets. Mm-hmm. It'd be it's one of those things. Oh gosh, I'm not competition though. Uh, I mean, I just really want to know. You really want to know? Yeah. All right. Because I Eight. saw on Facebook you were you were being trained to make them, weren't you? Oh, <laughs> you saw that? I saw that. <laughs> oh man, Those, <laughs> oh that's great. Uh, all right, I'll let you know. This is this we're talking about about. It takes two days for them to thaw out. All right. Gosh. We put them in a freezer, uh, a miniature freezer. We take them from the deep freezer to the miniature freezer and let them thaw. For about two days. After that, we have three days to use them um, before they go bad. We're talking, this is a week-long process, basically. We're projected to sell a hundred of these each day at our particular store in Franklin, Indiana. A hundred of these per day. That's a lot of frying for us, my friend. That's a lot of frying. So you're saying there's a lot of prep in this because it's like, in, like, barbecue places where they have to marinate the meat for, like, a couple days or a couple, like, 20 hours or whatever, you're saying you have yeah. to let them thaw out. Yeah, like two they're, fro- 
they, they come, they're, they're chicken patties, all right, but they're like authentic all American white chicken patties, all right. Like it's no, and, it's no McDonald's chicken. This is real chicken. This is real chicken. We're talking about this. Ain't no fake chicken from Mickey D's. <laughs> this is some serious business, like I said. And if you know, if you ever know, if you ever worked at Taco Bell, you know how we fold our chalupas and deep fry our chalupas. So this is the same way we're doing this with our chicken. We just fold it over, make it you know nice little curve shaped, you know, throw it down in our on our specialized pan and throw it in the oil and let it cook. I mean, this is juicy chicken we're talking about. Just the juice dripping down your face. Gosh, I don't know if I want the juice on my face, but I want I want it in my stomach though. Oh yes, really good. I'm I'm excited. I think that's the reason we got along so well in our mission is because. We both love Taco Bell. That's what got us through the hard times, the rejection. Oh, <laughs> Taco Bell did. Taco Bell, it's like your right-hand wingman. Taco Bell will always do you right, all right? Taco Bell will always be there for you. Exactly. Like, it's been there for me. I, I was in dark places, and when I thought I had nobody else in my life, I had Taco Bell. So... I think this is the real purpose I wanted you on here, just to explain and show how much you actually love Taco Bell. I remember, yep. I remember you told me that you you had to leave Taco Bell in order to come on your mission. Isn't that true? Uh, you know what, Dallas? It, it was a it was a hard decision. Most most people are coming up with, have decisions. You know whether they want to further their sports career or they want to. You know, can, you know, they have this opportunity to be a great doctor or get married. My, or get married. You're right. My my question was, do I want to stay with uh, do, do I want to stay with Taco Bell and keep working and just you know keep hacking away at working my way to the top, or do I want to leave and have the possibility of never getting my job back? Well, I'm I'm proud to say when I came back, I left a legacy there. And that legacy still lives on as I had got my job back. It's under new management. The general manager was like, I heard so much about you and your taco-tasticness. I need you back on my team. Oh, my gosh. He heard about you. He, haven't, he hasn't even met you, but he knows you is what you're saying. He, that's what I'm saying. My name is Legend at Taco Bell. When you think of Taco Bell... Around these parts, back at home in good old Indiana, you think of me. You think of me. <laughs> I'm like the new face of Taco Bell. Oh, gosh. They need to put you in a commercial or something. <laughs> as much as... I think... So, just a pitch out there. If you ever... Is it like 40 minutes south of Indi- Indianapolis, right, where it's, you're at? It's about 45, minute, 45 minutes to an hour south of Indianapolis is where I'm at. What's the, what's the city it's in? Uh, Franklin, Indiana. Look it up. Franklin. If you're it, ever in Franklin, Indiana, driving through or whatever, go see Scott Warren at the Taco Bell. He'll be there. He lives uh, there. Uh, you know what? I practically do. It's my first home. I The house I... Have now the home I have now. I just I, I, all I do is sleep in it. <laughs> I leave and breathe and eat at Taco Bell. It's my life. And I think the greatest thing you ever told me, besides Taco Bell, is that you ride a moped, right, or a scooter? 
whatever you want to call it. Now, yes, that's my little orange scooter and I have been friends since I started working at Taco Bell. You know, it's a, it's like a love triangle. It's like, it's like love triangles no, never work in a relationship. All right, but there's always exceptions, Dallas, and this is one exception that has worked out. Now, I'm sad to say, my little orange scooter is on her last leg. I named her Shelby after after a good friend of mine, but she's on her last leg, and I don't know if she'll ride too much longer. Can you can you tell us the story of the time you crashed it? Oh man, which crash are we talking about? Well, there was First multiple or... crashes. <laughs> I thought there wasn't uh, there one where you like crashed into like a cornfield or something. That was my first crash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Working insane shifts at Taco Bell. We're talking like I'd get up at seven o'clock in the morning, work from seven to like noon, and then be back at Taco Bell uh, about seven o'clock that night. To work seven o'clock till like one in the morning, two in the morning, something like that. Working in same shifts like that. Well, one night, was, you know, it was about two thirty in the morning. I'm, you know, where I'm at, it's very, very rural. We're in, you know, cornfields around us. I was going around a curve, and I, I, I jumped the curve. I missed, I missed the curve or something. I, I think I fell asleep at, the, at my scooter or something. I don't know. I just remember dodging the telephone pole. Right into the cornfield, it wasn't seasoned yet, so there's nothing there, just stumps of the old corn stalk, and flipping over my handlebars. I hit a rock or something, just flipped me over my handlebars, and just I skipped across the ground like a rock six or seven times, I bet, and uh, my whole right side was bruised. You know, luckily, there was someone behind me that called 911, and I had, you know, I'd never seen so many flashing lights from me before. I had two, there's two fire trucks, an ambulance, and like four cop cars that came, that came to help me, and uh, they checked me out, and uh, said I was fine, no, nothing was broken, just a lot of bruising, and uh, it was, it was a crazy night that night. Jeez. You know what's crazier though? What? It was three, three days later, alright, I'm working at Front Cash. Got about three officers that come in, and they point at me, and they said, you're the one that crashed your scooter the other night. And I was like, thank you, officers. Yes, I am. And because of you, I, I'm able to come back to work today. So here, here's some free large cups and uh, and a discount for you for, for helping me out. Oh, Don't you just love the law enforcement? They're you the know best. what? Shout out to the cops that put their lives on the line for us every day. Let's hope they hear this so they know that they still are making an impact in your life. Yeah, I mean, that was, we're talking, that was about three years ago. Because I'm on my fourth year of cumulative working at the Bell. Uh-huh. So, about three years ago, I mean, I, not, I still haven't forgotten those officers. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, do you have any last words for us? Any advice or anything? Um, I do. I do. No matter where you are at in life, whether you're in the United States or Canada, always look for that purple bell. That purple bell will save your life always. Thank you so much for having me on your show. 
and have a taco-tastic night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you have a taco-tastic night, Scott. Thanks for being on. Wow. Now that was the interview of a lifetime. <laughs> that was the most I've ever talked about Taco Bell in one sitting before, and I enjoyed every minute of it. And you guys just got exclusive details into the new Taco Bell menu item that you said came out what, today? Today. The, the chicken chalupe something? Chalupe, something chalupe. I'm not Mexican, so I don't know. That's all right. But I even had Mexican for dinner, and I don't know. It's amazing, though, is because the shell is made out of chicken. Mm. Geniuses. It, just, it looks amazing. They're geniuses There's, over there. They're running out of ideas. They're <laughs> running. That's true. It's it's pretty much Taco Bell, from what I've come to understand, is pretty much the same thing every time, just repackaged a different way. Like, this time the tortilla is inside the cheese. Or this time the meat is under the lettuce. And the tortilla is wedged in between, uh, like, the the shell or something weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same item, though. But you just are like, oh, it tastes different this time because they j put it together a different way. That's my experience. Yep, pretty much. That's pretty much truth. But that aside, it's still a classic restaurant. It is. It's very good, and I'm addicted to it, too. Um, I've been an addict for about 10 years now. So I'm still working through it, but it's pretty good. Guilty pleasures. They kill you, <laughs> but they make you happy. Yeah, they do kill you, just like how we're going to do some trend killing right now, Ooh, right? Oh, dude, that was such a good segue. <laughs> that was like, I did it. Usually I do those segues, but man, you nailed it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm pretty good at that way. So he's right. We haven't done this in a long time. I think we did this in like the second episode maybe. Um, mm -hmm. It's our segment Trend Killers. If you're not familiar with Trend Killers, it's basically where we dictate what – Oh, no, sorry. The phone is ringing in the background. I apologize. The uh, The point is, uh, Trend Killers is a segment where we look at current trends, uh, sometimes like pop culture memes and things like that, things that we have to dictate whether they live or die, things that we have to decide are worthy of continuing on with the virality which they grow or if we should kill them off and nip them in the bud. So we're going to bring up a few of these, and we're going to have a quick little discussion on each of these and say we have to determine if the world would be a better place with or without them. So let's get right into it. So we talked about this the first time when we did Trend Killers. We talked about the uprising epidemic of Joe Biden memes. <laughs> yep. And we said we would get back to it. We didn't. We let it be last time because Dallas believed that they were still worthy of uh, of existence. I disagreed. However, some time has passed, and I want to add something to it because I think the Joe Biden memes are already kind of on their way out the door. We've got a new presidency. The Donald Trump memes and the Mike Pence memes, <laughs> I think, are kind of on their way in the door. And so you can only make so many orange puns or spray tan jokes with Donald Trump. You know what I mean? So yeah. what is your opinion on these on these jokes, on these memes right now? 
You know what? They're they're kind of getting ridiculous though now because they're they're editing the photos. I saw one where it had Donald Trump's nose growing longer as he was giving his inauguration speech, kind of like Pinocchio. I saw another one where it had him as a black guy. I saw another <laughs> one where he had purple hair. They're changing the pictures. They are. That's, They're altering is, reality. Can they do that in a meme? Not in Donald Trump's America. No. Heck no. Yeah, man. So... I think they're going to be around for a while, though, because a lot of people don't like Donald Trump, and they're but, probably just going to come but if up you with an could, infinite amount of material for and it. And the thing that gets me is just they tried to give Joe Biden, and I know it's a joke in the first place, and they gave him, like, this cutesy, kind of naive, stupid personality, and, like, him trying to, like, leave, like, stuff for President Trump when he came in. And it was kind of funny at first and endearing. And then after a while, it just got really old because everybody was posting them. And then you would see ones where people would recycle the same jokes with, like, a different image. So, you know, people (laughs) were stealing jokes from each other. So it became, like, this competitive thing of who had the better Joe Biden meme. And now, of course, it's going to be Donald Trump stuff. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine if it exists. It's just memes in general have kind of gotten really boring to me you can only do so many of the same types of jokes so i'm killing it i'm killing it too actually it's gone all right next one get out of here now there's two things that i think are primarily guilty of this next one one is the jimmy fallon show and the other one is bad lip reading and the 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 overall subject is lip sync comedy it has become very popular recently. I have not seen this boom in lip sync comedy since the early days of YouTube when kids started turning on their webcams and realizing that they could sync up their mouths to the lyrics of songs that they were playing on their CD player back in like 2006. And it was really oh, yeah, funny as a kid. The the My Ami song. My Ami. Uh-huh. Or whatever it is, yeah. I think that's the original one I, I remember. And... I thought here's the thing I thought we as a human species had evolved beyond that and realized yeah it was funny at first but then productions only got better and things got to be you found comedy through different ways and so that whole era of comedy was like kind of forgotten and left behind because it just wasn't funny anymore and then all of a sudden Jimmy Fallon started doing the lip sync battles and like all of a sudden it blew up again mm-hmm. and I just don't think it's it's funny. I don't know. Like, remember in our mission? Do you remember when that became, like, this competitive thing where... In fact, I think you did a video, too, except you were actually singing. Where everybody was shooting those videos in the cars where they were singing, or they were, like, mouthing the songs and stuff. Yep, yep. Well, I was the original one that started it, so... You were the one who started it. Oh, yeah. That don't, got Don't huge. ever forget it. Don't ever forget it. I, well, I remember the sisters were the first ones to get in trouble for it because they were doing it while they were driving. That's right. I remember <laughs> Sister Sweeney making a... I remember Sister Sweeney made a post on Facebook when it happened because she's like, this is adorable, but we promise you, parents, this will never happen again. I was just like... <laughs> yeah, you were the one who started it. I don't remember how I got your video, but it got to me. I had it on my iPad. Dude, things got airdropped so fast on the <laughs> I know. It was like, oh, God, good times. Good times. But Killed, yours though. was I'm funny because it. you were actually singing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everybody else was oh, just yeah. mouthing the lyrics. 
Yeah, and that that gets boring after a while. Mm-hmm. I'm killing it. Kill the lip lip sync. We're killing it. The lip sync comedy gone. is dead. Sorry, BLR. Next one. Now this one is another one that's on its way out the door. I think the jokes are almost as annoying as the actual thing. Man buns. <laughs> Tomas, if you're listening, yeah, we're Tomas. talking about you. What's your opinion on them, Dallas? If you could grow oh one, would you? Oh my gosh. Heck no. Heck to the no. Man buns are for hippies and women, okay? <laughs> and women. <laughs> Only women. Because women put their hairs in the man bun all the time when they don't shower or they don't get ready in the morning. I think. And Sorry, hippies go ahead. do it just because they grew out their hair and they don't want to get haircuts because they don't believe in the established government or whatever. I don't know. I was going to say, it's gotten to a point where I feel like the man bun is more popular than the bun. And when women start wearing their hair in buns again, people are going to think they stole it from the man bun. <laughs> so we got to kill it off before they can think that. It's gone. Kill it. It's done. We've killed all of them off so far. All right, here's another one. I'm really curious about your opinion on this because this has been a hot topic, not so much discussed now. But a few months ago, it was very popular. You couldn't watch an NFL game without seeing this occur. And that. Oh, don't say it. Don't you dare say it. It's dabbing. Okay, that's all right. I thought you were talking about the kneeling down during the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay, dabbing. Dabbing's old. Dabbing's stupid. Um, Overused. It's kind of like lip sync, where it's just been done too much that it's just gone out of style. Yeah. Um, but people feel cool when they do it, though. That will, like, forever define 2016 in my mind. Yeah. But... It, I don't even know... Does anybody people... know where it originated from? I have no idea. If Cam the... Newton is where it originated from. Oh, okay. I have to look uh, that up. I had no idea. Quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, yeah. Okay. Dead. So he did it's it. done. He did, I did it a couple years ago. But... Okay. I've got a new one for you. You've got to tell me if you've seen this or not. I have seen it multiple times on my dash, on Tumblr, and on my pay on my wall on Facebook. It's a new mm. meme that started this week. I'll fill you in on the details if you're not already familiar, which I'm sure you've at least seen it once or twice. It is a clip of a woman on – it's either Maori or Dr. Phil – you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. Keep going. Explain it to them. So anybody who hasn't seen it, it's this meme or this just this clip of this video, and she's pretty unintelligible. I don't know if she's from the South. She's white trash. Anyhow, she is getting an argument with a woman. She says something like, correct me if I'm wrong because I've only seen it a few times, but it's like, let's take this outside. How about that? Uh-huh. And she, like, basically threatens to take this woman outside. Assuming, I'm assuming she wants to go fisticuffs with her. And she says, how about that afterwards? Like, how about mm-hmm. that? Anyhow, it's become this meme where everybody says, how about that? And it's already grown – it's grown old on me. I can tell that this is already going to be one of those types of things where in about a week or two, I'm not going to be able to stand it. I'm going to hear little kids saying it in the supermarket, just like, bye, Felicia, that type of thing. It's going to turn into that. It already has. And I can't live with myself if I don't say I'm killing it. 
my I've seen this video for years though I feel like uh, this this is like a, at least a couple years old it probably um, is yeah because I remember watching this like probably in 2013 2012 um but for whatever reason now it's just getting that viral attention is that what yeah, it is exactly I don't I don't know why it, now it is because it was old then and it was stupid then and it's stupid now. And I just get frustrated when I watch this video because of how unintelligible and stupid this girl is. She wants to go up against the whole entire crowd. She calls the whole crowd hoes. Whoa, um, I missed yeah. that. She, yeah, well, if you watch the whole video, not just the little clippets that they show you. She calls whole crowd hoes. She, she goes up to fist with her mother. She wants to fight her mother. I'm like, her mother could take her down. Like, she's already taken her down before. This girl just needs to get off the limelight and just get back to reality. And, yeah, this is stupid. Okay. This is killed. I'm killing It's it. done. It's gone. Okay, here's one. This might be controversial with any girls who like to put dog faces on Snapchat filters. <laughs> this is kind of a random one. But... How many times have I seen girls with profile pictures where they use, like, the dog filter or the flower filter thing where they have, like, the crown of, like, um, like uh, flowers on their head? And it was pretty mm-hmm. funny because it's one thing when you use it online, but I was in my friend's house the other day. I will not specify whose. And they had these this group of, like, f- like these family pictures on the wall, and one of them was his sister – with one of these Snapchat filters as no. part of, like, their family portraits. And I thought it was hilarious. I didn't say anything to him, though. But I was just like, I wonder if their parents even realized that was a filter. I think it was the flower filter because it, like, makes their eyes slightly bigger, too. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why girls use it and stuff, but it's just so overdone. Oh. It, and So the problem is, like, I see this all the time on, like, Tinder, too, is, like, 50% of them have the dog filter on mm-hmm. and it doesn't look cute but the flower picture like it makes anybody look pretty it even makes me look pretty and so I like it for that reason but then it, it, it base it's if it makes anybody look pretty though then what they look like in real life is not the same as that and so for that reason I must kill it because I want to see them in their natural beauty and not with this flower cartoon on her you head. hear that Jordan Natural beauty. Natural beauty. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to skip over this one because I already know what we're going to say about this one. So last one. One that's kind of bothered me, mostly because of the prior one that I skipped over, because there's so much political banter right now. Almost every hashtag that I see on the internet anymore um, is always politically driven. And I'm so tired of hashtags. I know that's what drives Twitter and all these other movements but hashtags i just feel like they're so unnecessary like what's shia labeouf's big one he's using right now he will not divide us or something oh my with the video of him yeah. like yelling at that one guy and then going to jail i started watching their uh their camera today because they have it it's like in the middle of new york city it's just this camera set up on this wall and anybody can come up to it and it's just a wall that says he will not divide us and they just sit there and chant it it's really like sycophantic but and then we're already we're already divided though as america you know 
Yeah. It's already divided. And just with all these protests and stuff, it just divides us even more. So Hashtags divide us. That's what I'm going to – I'm going to start a movement called Hashtags Divide Us. You're a genius. Thank you. So we're killing it? Kill it. We killed them all. <laughs> we Good. are absolute serial killers, mass murderers. So today in Trend Killers, we have had an unprecedented – 100% massacre of all of these trends. Welcome to 2017. Dallas and Connor are apparently not down with the system right now. <laughs> it's a good thing. Cause there's too much of it. Too much. Never a good thing. Um, Alright. So we are at the very end of our podcast. However, um, I just wanted to make a quick promise to you guys that I'm going to do better with my YouTube material. Um, I promised Dallas that I am going to do an animated story time here soon of one of the one that he told last time. I still got to do Wes's. But speaking of which, uh, YouTube, um, I also am going to do a new over analysis. I, I wanted to wait until I had a good idea. I didn't want to, I wanted to go into something that I could overanalyze. That's the whole point of the show. And so. I have an idea, something that happened to me this week that I really want to talk about, that I'm excited to talk about. Um, and now we're going to end things with a story time. I Yeah, we did have a story time last week. It was Wes's story time. This week relates somewhat to guilty pleasures. So sit down and relax because this is the story of my enemy, Truck Guy. So... The year is 2008, I believe. Um, and if you don't know this about me, I live in um, kind of a quiet town in Pennsylvania. Anyhow, we live down the street from this community church. Um, and this church is, I don't know, just a block down the street. Anyhow, it's a pretty quiet church. There's not too many people who attend it. It's a little community church. Um, and at night, they always, of course, keep their lights on. And so when we were kids, we used to always like to walk around during the summer, walk around the block. And we'd always walk up to this church because they have a little playground at the church. And when we were kids, we would go up there and we would do all sorts of stupid stuff. And we would, like, pretend all these things. Like, one time we found this uh, – there was, like, this little electrical outlet in their um, gazebo thing that they have. And for whatever reason, we thought it looked like like one of those pull-down microphones from like WWE that you always see the commentators use, the refs use. And so we pretended that it was like this microphone that broadcast inside the church and that we would do our own little radio show. And we called it KIDZ Radio because <laughs> we were kids. And we had all these like segments just like this that we came up with. We had this character called Soap Suds the Laundry Detergent Man. And he would fight Barf Boy. And we had this one called, uh, it was called like Good Night Moonland. It was a story I would always tell. Anyhow, we had all the characters and segments we would do. And we would just pretend the whole time. It wasn't obviously recorded or anything. But anyhow, we, got, we would get in trouble for coming up to this church. Years later, we went up there and nobody had ever bothered us. We would go up there and we would just sit around. We wouldn't do anything. But this one time, we decided we were going to go shoot a a movie because I used to always do movies and I was shooting a movie called Leslie Shannon Michaels, the zombie killer. And so we brought all these costumes and things with us and, um, we had shot it 
And so it just became this habit where we would go up to this church. And one time, me and my sister Lauren, uh, sorry, this is a lot of background that's kind of unneeded. But anyhow, me and my sister Lauren go up there one night, and we have a bouncy ball. And we're just bouncing the bouncy ball to each other. We're not doing anything. Anyhow, we see out in the distance this truck with, like, these uh, like these, these big old, like, I don't know what you'd call them, storm lights or, like, floodlights that were attached to it. And it just kind of starts driving up towards us very slowly. And Larner and I are like, that's weird. And it kind of just sits at the bottom of the hill, kind of watches us, and then kind of turns back, goes away. And we're just like, all right. We just keep doing our thing. Does the same thing. Does it like three times. Uh, then one time it just like turns off all its lights, creeps down the hill. And then all of a sudden I just hear it like go into full throttle and you just hear. And Lauren and I are bouncing the bouncy ball to each other and goes. And it like screeches into the parking lot. And Lauren and I hide. We go behind the church somewhere and we hide. And somebody just is parked there in the church parking lot. Okay, we're like, this is creepy. They are watching us. I don't know what they're doing. So it just sits there for a while. And Lauren and I are like, oh, crap. What are we going to do? We can't just run. They have a freaking truck. So we go back. It leaves. We go back and we're like, okay, I think it's gone. So we keep doing our thing. I don't know why we stuck around at this point. It was completely pointless. We could have done the same thing in our own yard or driveway. I guess we were just looking for a thrill. Anyhow, two seconds later, here comes truck guide pulling up. And so he actually like surprises us this time and we don't have anywhere to run. The closest thing we have to run into is I see this, this bush. And so I book it and I jump under this bush, but here's the thing. It's only big enough to conceal me. And so Lauren is like trying to get in it, but she's completely exposed. And the guy pulls up and his headlights are directly on Lauren. So they thought we were like trespassers. So Lauren's freaking out. She's like, I can't get in the bush. You gotta go move your butt. And so I'm freaking out. And anyhow, so the guy gets out of the truck and he apparently start. I didn't hear him, but Lauren said he started saying something anyhow. So then we're like, okay, we just have to leave or else we're going to get in big trouble. So Lauren and I just book it across the street and then we start running along this like beaten path. And the thing is right beside us is like this bank and we, and there were all these weeds and stuff and bushes down there. And so the truck is literally following behind us. I'm not kidding. Chasing us. We're running and the truck is following us. And so I'm like, Lauren, we have to jump. So we jump uh, into this bank. This is all a true story. I'm not exaggerating any of this. Um, And we jump under this bank and we just hide right under there. And then I hear the car park right above us. And I don't know if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, the first one. Okay, do you remember the scene where Frodo says, get off the road? And they jump off and they hide under that log and the ring wraiths come out. Have you ever seen that? And then the Nazgul kind of like he's looking and over the log. He like puts his hands with like what they're and they're like covered in bugs and stuff. And they're like trying to keep themselves from breathing too loudly. Oh, yeah. I remember. Okay, it was exactly like that scene. I kid you not. But it was me and Lauren and he gets out of the truck and he's like, 
looking around and we can hear his like boots like kind of clogging around up there and Larna and I are just like holding our breath and then he yells something and then he just gets back into his truck and drives away never to be seen again and then Larna and I snuck through the cornfield all the way back to our house and the funny thing was we caught some of it on video um, very little because we were in a frantic run and then at the very end of everything we thought we were recording the whole time but it turned out it was off and then we turned it on right after it happened so the only like evidence we have of any of this is just Lauren and I under that bank and we're just like breathing super heavily and we're just like oh my gosh what just happened and we ended up making like a whole entire movie about truck guy at one point. And so he's just kind of become our arch nemesis. And the thing is he lives in the neighborhood. So we don't actually know his real identity and we've grown up. So I don't think he recognizes us because he never saw us go back to our house or saw where we came from, but we never go to that church because truck guy, I think he's a spirit or something that like he like resides over the church. Like it's protection. <laughs> So that's the story of our enemy, me? our arch nemesis, truck guy. That's awesome. That is true story. Awesome. 100% true. I have not, I mean, there were some details that were a little bit smudgy, but for the most part, that was 100% accurate to what happened. I believe it was you. so weird. I don't know what he would have done if he caught us. I don't know if he was going to strangle us. I don't know if he was going to send us to jail. Mm-hmm. We were minors, so I don't know what he even could have done, but. Maybe we would have gotten in juvie. I don't know. That would have been cool. Would have made for a better story. That's for sure. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. So that was our guilty pleasure at the time, and we, I guess, had a reason to be guilty about it. But that's it. That's the podcast today, guys. Um, thanks for being here, Dallas. Thank you. And uh, if you guys are curious, we are Constant Companion Podcast. We are your Constant Companion. Whether you download us on your on your iPod, your iPhone, whatever device you carry, you can listen to us on the go. Um, we usually try to upload weekly. Uh, more content will come out soon. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and a few other spots as well. Um, and if you're curious about more, Feel free to email us at constantcompodcast at gmail.com if you ever would like to come on the show. We are more than willing to have you on. Thanks again, guys, and we hope you have a great week. See ya.